Morning, Adam. Hello, Jack. I'm here for your vast audience out there. I'm here with my longtime business partner, Adam Sunhalter. We're with uh, a company that we created called Maximum Value Partners and Dirty Secrets of Small Businesses. Two shows. It was a radio show for years, and we we have uh, now moved to exclusive podcasts. And you're listening to one of them right now, and it's good to have you on board. Yes, it is. Welcome. Welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business, and episode 308. Oh, my God. 308 episodes. You know, we can count that high, huh? I didn't. You know, I didn't. I'm amazed. Absolutely amazed. You know, it's it's uh, it's been a good run. It really has been, and and uh, we'll continue to be for a while. So it uh, uh, it's good to have the subjects that we talk about because they're all small business related, and there you know there's just a, an absolute overflow of of uh, good ideas and wisdom that can come from observing so many small business owners and what they do and don't do. That's what we do as coaches. We help them do that and get get things straightened out, and we learn as we go. So we have a lot of fun with this. And what we're we're trying to do, especially with me, you know, look, understand how to tell a good story. And uh, you know, people, I know you've seen it. If nothing else, maybe at little holiday gatherings or something, and people have one or two drinks, not get sloppy or anything, but just start to open up a little bit. That's those become different. Those become different stories, Jack. Those are the stories after the story, right? <laughs> those <have laughs> great, they create new stories, right? <laughs> That's right. Cousin, cousin Charlie will get up and and uh, start to tell a story you heard the other day, right? And so everyone pays attention. There's 20 people looking at him and watching him. He all of a sudden he's got an audience, right? But he he starts telling the story, and the story is told so badly that. <laughs> Everyone starts to feel awkward and they feel, you know, they, they, they start to feel a little bit bad for Charlie trying to tell that, that uh, for uncle Charlie trying to tell that story. Right. And it, he bombs it out and everyone gives a polite laugh and a little, maybe a little hand clapping and, and uh, like, God, I hope he didn't tell another one. And it's, it's just, a, it's a difficult thing. If you, you, you aren't born with that ability you hone it somewhere along the line, but most people can't tell stories right and well. Not right, but well. And I'll fall into that category. I'm not a good storyteller, but it's it's a confidence thing, I think. I think, you know, to get your facts straight, even if they don't need, if they aren't straight, most people wouldn't understand anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know, to 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 learn the to learn the the keys to it, you know, posture and the way you throw your voice out and you know your, your, the awareness of your audience and how to adjust on your feet and it's uh, it's not an easy skill to have i respect those those people who can tell stories well comedians especially my god i couldn't imagine doing that but uh what do you think adam i've yeah, seen you tell stories before so it's, i would yeah. hold my grade on you <laughs> <laughs> I think to your point, Jack, it's one of those things that I think some people are more naturally inclined to kind of tell stories or tell them well, just by their their, their natural um, approach to just life in general, I guess I would say, right? But there's a certain skill to it, I think, to, to your point. And it's it, like many skills, it's something that can be learned and honed over time. And, you know, it starts with, yeah, you got to start telling stories, Jack, right? And it's like, like many things when we do it for the first time, it isn't necessarily going to be 
wonderful or great, you know? And so um, <clears throat> this topic, you know, kind of came, came, came to the top of mind recently, Jack, you know, as you know, I'm uh, getting ready to take over for the third time as, as president of my local rotary club here in North Ridgeville. And uh, people always joke about it. Well, Hey, if you don't do it right the first time, they make you do it the second time. I'm not sure what the joke is if you have to do it a third time. Right. But uh, it's, it's another chance to kind of, you know, to kind of get, get ready and, and serve and have some fun. And, and as part of that, you know, we have some training, you know, that's part of, you know, being part of any kind of organization. It's great to have some training versus just kind of dropping you in that deep end, Jack, and say, okay, well, Hey, go make it up as you go along. And let's, let's kind of see how you do, you know? And so, so part of that training, the way Rotary is, has done it is we have uh, here in Ohio, it's called all Ohio. They call it PETS, P-E-T-S, President-Elect Training Seminar, right? And so we have a weekend, uh, usually here in mid-March, that we all get together in person. So every every incoming president for all the local Rotary clubs here, we have, I think, throughout Ohio, let's say there's there's maybe 200 clubs, Jack, right? So you have a couple hundred, many. I, didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, so you have you have a couple hundred kind of incoming presidents, and you've got other folks who are involved helping put the, put the put put on the programs and, and the training and everything else. And so it's a pretty it's a pretty full couple of days, you know. It's you know, and for those of you who've been through these trainings, you have a sense of what I'm talking about. Where you, you kind of go in there and you get you get overwhelmed a little bit. You know, you have a chance to kind of have some breakout sessions and talk about things. You get get your ideas down. So you, know, you come out of these weekends, Jack. You've got you know pages of notes and ideas and things kind of you know uh, spread about your. You come out with your head just full of so many things. Your head feels like it's three times the size of, of kind of how it normally is. But usually you feel pretty good. And 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 this is the first time of me kind of going through it as a president-elect for a while. You know, I, I've been involved as a trainer, for, you know, for a bit as well. But to go through it as a as a president-elect, it's the first time I've, I've done that probably in over a dozen years. And so it was, it was really good. You know, we, we had some good breakout sessions. And I was really looking forward as as we got through to the end of the training because on on the last night, on Saturday night, we had the incoming president of Rotary International. So again, of the, of the, the entire organization and, and Rotary, for those of you who don't know, is a worldwide organization. It's been around for, for 100 and I think 17 years, you know, at this point, there are 1.2 million members. And so the, the, the person coming in um, who, who's the incoming president of that organization. So, you know, is responsible for, for 1.2 million people came to address our, our training, you know, and so it's, it's kind of a big deal from that standpoint, you know, that not every, President like training get gets the incoming president to, to kind of come and to make it even a bigger deal, the person coming in is, a, is a, woman, a woman by the name of Jennifer Jones, and the reason why that's interesting is she is the first president of Rotary International who's a female. Okay, you know, so so Rotary, like many organizations, Jack, uh, was male only for the first almost 80, 80 plus years. It wasn't until nineteen eighty seven they actually let they, they allowed females to be to be members. Although that's pretty, that's interesting. That's, well, a lot of them are dropping, right? So well, yeah. no, it, what's funny is you know, we kind of joke about it. So look, you know, the women for the most part were doing a lot of the work behind the scenes. They just weren't you know given credit to, you know, to be able to do stuff. You know, we all kind of know some of the, how some of these males are. Or, you know, we're kind of bozos at the time aren't, aren't really good at kind of organizing stuff or getting stuff done. And so you kind of need again, there's that that old phrase, you know, behind every great man's a great woman kind of thing, right? And so there's that was the case for Rotary for a while. Now we finally you know, getting them to where you know getting them up in front. And so so anyway, so as I was getting ready, part of the reason why I was excited, you know, not just to have the RI president because yeah, you know, I've seen incoming you know Rotary National President speak you know, and address our group before. You know, it's happened before. But I was excited about it because Jack, I heard what a wonderful storyteller Jennifer was, you know? And so I love good stories, right? And so it's just, it's like I, can, I can really appreciate that, you know? And so as we're getting ready for that kind of, you know, that, that final dinner, you know, as you can imagine, you know, a, a big ballroom full of these circular tables, you know, we had, like I said, 350 people in attendance, right? So it's a packed ballroom, right? 
And, you know, I was fortunate enough to get, you know, at a table that was kind of near the front, you know, in, in that front row. So I was, you know, I was 20 feet away from her, you know, just, you know, just, you know, just left the stage. I had a great seat to kind of, you know, to kind of get drawn in and kind of, kind of hear her stories. And so had a nice dinner and we're kind of chatting you know, around the table for a bit. And then Jennifer, you know, comes out and gets introduced and she starts kind of telling her stories, Jack. And she has some very, very powerful stories. And, and part of this weekend, again, is, is to, to be able to kind of share, get some ideas, but also to kind of get inspired and, as people often will, will talk about, or I've often referred to, is you kind of get a chance to catch rotary. You know, it's not like in the last couple of years here with the pandemic where, you know, you don't want to catch COVID. You know, catching rotary is a good thing. It kind of gets you, gets you inspired about what kind of what's possible, you know. And so, you know, she shared, you know, a, a you know, several stories. You know, one was just kind of touching on how she helped um, somebody get out of uh, Kabul, Afghanistan recently. You know, when the U.S. was evacuating and was kind of panicking for a while. Uh, last summer and how just between uh, connections she had made rotary somebody asked her something and she was able to connect and help get get somebody within 24 hours out of there just just through rotary and so again starting to think about you know what can you do as a rotarian in, in terms of uh, what impact you can have right and she's got into it's probably her, her third or fourth story she started sharing about you know she was over in in jordan and she was there on some rotary business and her and her husband were there and they you know, they got done with what they were doing there uh and they're having dinner you know, you know, that evening and their host who was there kind of, you know, taking care of them also introduced and, Hey, by the way, there's somebody here you, you, you probably want to meet. So there's a, a, uh, a heart surgeon from Indianapolis. Who's, who's here visiting as well. He's actually here on another rotary project um, to help out. It's something it's called uh, the gift of life. And what the gift of life does Jack is it basically it will take heart surgeons from around the world and they'll, they'll spend a week, traveling to some country and they'll, they'll do heart surgeries on, on young kids who otherwise wouldn't have had the ability to be able to kind of, to have, to have, you know, heart surgery kind of done or, or kind of being taken care of. Right. And so as she, they had a chance to kind of meet this doctor at night and they got a chance to meet the, the doctor as well as his wife. And they were talking to him and, and getting a sense for what, for, 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 for what he was doing and say, just had, had a really good kind of discussion. It was, it was great to kind of meet him. She goes, and then the next day, you know, we had a few hours to kind of go before we we're getting ready to kind of leave. And my host said, Hey, would you like to go see what the doctor's doing? And she's like, of course, that'd be great. You know, and she's like, so next thing I know, they kind of whisk me along and here I am at this, you know, at, at this building, I, I kind of come in and they're, they're getting me scrubbed down. And I get into my, you know, they're putting out, you know, on the, the operating green stuff. Right. So I get my, you know, uh, get, get, get all cleansed, kind of get ready to kind of go in. She goes, they open the door and I kind of, I sneak into this and it's basically an operating room. Right. So I can, it's, you know, it's, it's not a big room, but you know, I kind of snuck in and I'm, and I'm there and I'm looking and I see, you know, the, the doctor and there's a uh, anesthesiologist and there's a nurse that's there and, and some equipment, and everything else. And, and she's, she starts to describe in detail what's going on in that, in that room. And, and as she's telling the story, Jack, you know, she's bringing us along with her into that room. You know, she's doing a great job of expressing some of those details of what was going on. And, and she starts to kind of describe uh, what this doctor's doing in terms of, you know, sewing things up and, jiggling the heart here doing this and kind of you know kind of tapping stuff and um for those of you who don't know and i don't know if you recall this or not jack but uh, you, you you might that uh, uh blood and i are not necessarily great friends you know i'm not really good with the whole blood thing right you know and uh you know to get and so i'm hearing her story and i'm and, I, and i'm already in right because she's, she's told several stories this time and so so i'm right there with her and, and and she brought me in there into the room with her right and so okay so i'm I'm there arm and arm right there in the room. And again, this is her, this is her just telling the story. She's not sharing individuals. This is, she's, she's describing it. So she described what's kind of going on. It, it seemed like it was going on forever, Jack, right? She's, she's kind of telling it different ways. And it was probably only about two or three minutes, but uh, 
we're a couple minutes into this thing and I can start to kind of feel some tinglings. Okay. And, um, you know, I can kind of feel just not feeling so good. You know, you know getting a little kind of clammy, you know, I just, uh, can feel almost kind of the, the blood rushing out of my face, you know, you start to kind of lose color in your face. And so, and I'm sitting here at the front of the room and, and, and I try to look the nearest exits 120 feet away, Jack. Right. And there's, there, you know, there, you know, and, and dig up in the middle of the story, just, you know, just, it's just not happening. So, so I'm sitting there in my chair, I'm trying to move around a little bit and, you know, okay, I'm going to lean forward, try to, you know, try to get a little bit of, you know, a little bit of breath, kind of, you know, kind of gather myself a little bit, you know, help kind of get that blood flowing, maybe kind of, kind of back towards the head. So as I'm leaning forward and take a few deep breaths and she's, you know, sharing the story. It's a wonderful story, right? You know, and, you know, it's, it's successful that it's a six month old baby. She's, she's describing how she's, she gets out of the operating room and she, she starts to hug the family and that's okay. <laughs> We're out of the room, but, you know, I'm starting to kind of feel better. The next thing I know, Jack, I wake up and I've got six Rotarians staring at me. Uh-oh. I went down, right? I went down, like, you know, just like that, right? And Really? And, or just part of the story? No, this is me, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I went down, right? So here I am laying on the ground, and I got, I'm not quite sure what's going on. So, you know, when, when, you, when you faint, right, you know, you, you, you know it's like, you know, it's like falling asleep, like, what have you? Kind of wake up, like, okay, I got these six strangers, like, kind of staring at me, right? Um, the best place to go down, Jack? with a bunch of Rotarians, right? Because they're, they're very action-oriented and they kind of jump on things. And and uh, so of the six people, one was a doctor and one was a nurse, right? So they're right there kind of, you know, hey, what's going on? Because they have no idea what's happening, right? All they know is that somebody just went down, right? And so they, they, they have no, no idea what's going on. They're thinking the worst, right? Is there, you know, is there a heart attack? Or is there a stroke? You know, what, what happened, right? And I'm just kind of smiling going, oh, I'm not really good with the blood. And they're going, what are you talking about, right? Like, like they, they think I'm just, hallucinating like what the you know there wasn't like there was any blood around me or there wasn't you know wasn't anything being shown on the screen i go no i said as jennifer is telling the story i said she brought me into the room with, i said i'm not good with blood i go this happened before you know i've you know it's happened when i've get, you know i was given blood you know when i was you know very like a life insurance policy you know you do some physicals right they came to my house i think my my kids were like seven and four and i was being all tough and say okay you know, i can watch them draw the blood right next thing i know I'm on the couch and there's a, there's a nurse. Right? So my kids at, at four and seven learned pretty early on that, you know, dad's not really good with blood, but the folks who were there didn't, didn't quite know that. They don't right? know that. Sure. They, they have no idea. Right. So here I am. And, and as you know, Jack, I'm not really good with being fawned over and stuff like that. Usually I'm the guy taking care of other folks. And so I wasn't used to having all these, you know, all this attention. I'm saying, okay, well, look, you know, I'm feeling okay. So I kind of, I sat up for a second and they said, oh, you, you know, why don't you sit, you know, sit back down. You kind of still look, look like you're not doing so well. So, you know, they got some cold rags, put them on, you know, the back of your neck and on your head and stuff like that. I lay back down and also I start to kind of feel a little normal. Once it passes, you kind of feel okay. And they say, oh, okay, you're looking better. The, the, the blood's come back to your face. You know, your, your lips are not blue anymore. Okay. So we're feeling good. It's kind of sit up. Okay. How you doing? You know, any other medical history about that? So no, I said, I said, honestly, I go, this has happened before I go. I'm totally fine. I go, I try to figure out like, did I bang my head or something like, you know, what happened? Right. Cause again, I was just, I was, I was in a chair, so I didn't have very, very far to go. Um, but I was just trying to figure out, you know, how did I land? You know, how did I go down? Like just, you know, sack of potatoes kind of thing. Right. So after a couple minutes and, and this whole time, as you can imagine, um, everybody is focused towards me. Now they don't, they can't see me cause I'm on the ground. So they're not sure who it is, but you know, Jennifer is speaking, she's on stage and she's, you know, she's, just watching it and again everybody's quiet and trying try to see what you know what was happening so after after a few minutes i was able to kind of stand up and now out of the 350 people jack i probably i already knew probably 50 or 60 of them you know pretty well just you know from from what i've known right and i could see some of the as i started to kind of walk out you know to, to, to go out towards the hallway to kind of to kind of 
remove me and kind of let, let them get back for the program to kind of continue, right? And I can see the look on the face. And, and, and the one woman who was at my table, I've known very, very well, she said, oh, I was trying to find your home number. I wanted to call your wife. I said, no worries. I said, you know, I'll call her. I said, she'll be laughing her butt up when I tell her what happened in terms of, because, you know, she's seen this before. And so again, it's just kind of a normal thing. So I get out to the hallway and of course, here's who's waiting for me is the ambulance is already there, right? So I've got, you know, I've got three folks from the ambulance. They've got a stretcher and everything else. I'm like, I said, I said, folks, really, <laughs> I'm really fine. I feel really good. That's of all, let's kind of take you in just to kind of, you know, we want to take you in the ambulance and, and just check and see how you're, how you're doing. So um, I had to go in the ambulance, Jack, and I was in there for about, you know, 10 minutes. They, you know, they, they did all the different tests, you know, did a little EKG and, you know, blood sugar tests, you know, pulse ox and, you know, blood pressure, all that kind of stuff. And everything came back, came back good. They, they, they asked me 17 times, you know, do you want to go to the hospital? I said, no, I said, I said, I said, I said folks, I'm fine. I said, I feel great. Other than the fact that I'm half naked in the back of a, of an ambulance here, I, I, you know, so I, I feel, I feel great. Right. And so they, they let me go. I kind of went back in and I, you know, I started to, to, to text the folks, you know, I wasn't about to go back into the ballroom again, right? You know, I didn't want to, to, to you know, hopefully they kind of moved, moved beyond it. So I was texting a few of the folks who I know and said, hey, here's what happened. I said, we're all good. I, I, I started to feel bad because also now I gave a lot of people a big scare. Like they're they wondering, you know, what's wrong with Adam? You know, what's, what's kind of going on? And so I said, hey, I said, let her know I'm fine. I said, I said, let Jennifer know she is a fantastic storyteller. And she really kind of brought me in there. And so it was, it was one of those things where, again, I, I had great anticipation for this and, and kind of wanted to see it. And now I've maybe become part of the story, Jack, you know, we'll see how it does, but I've, I've, I've reached out uh, to, to try to get her, her information. I hope that I'll get a chance to kind of talk to her here at some point, just kind of let her know what happened. But apparently I, I found out just this morning um, that uh, I think the person who, who came to me was actually her, her husband is a doctor. Her husband was with her and she said, Hey, Nick, get over there, you know, get over there and take care of him. Right. Again. So she was very good. And, you know, so I don't know if this happened to her before or not. I'd be, I'd be curious to see, or if I'm the first one who's, who's fainted at her, at her storytelling. But uh, in any case, it got me thinking, Jack, that, hey, you know, what does it mean to be able to tell great stories like that, to be able to have that kind of an impact on somebody? You know? So so that's a recent that's story. That's a good one. She knocks him, knocks him out, literally. <laughs> that's, that's, that's right. You're going to get a reputation. I said, you know, I, 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 I kind of jokingly apologized to, to the folks who, who set up. I said, I know, helping you guys make this a very memorable you know, training this year. I said, you, you, you'll be sure that she'll recall the night that she talked to the All Ohio Pets training for sure. I said, so it was, it, it was a lot of fun. And so, as you know me very well, Jack, you know, uh, this is something that I've learned to embrace. If this happened to me 15, 20 years ago, I'd have been a basket case, right? Because I'm not good with that, that whole spotlight being on me and everything else. And again, I can't think of a bigger spotlight moment than all of a sudden here you are, you know, passing out in front of 300 plus people, right? And this ballroom and said, okay, so the, the, <laughs> the, the, the lights are on you and so i've i've had a big smile kind of you know just joking about and, and and just really starting to try to embrace this thing in terms of because again like i said the folks who i know very well it's one of those things that i i know i will never live down you know you know as long as, long as and, oh yeah oh no, no, yeah that's right <laughs> but to try to no, embrace gotta, it versus fight it you know yeah you gotta you gotta go with the flow i mean you, you can't be anything other than the way you're the way you're acting it out now you know it's okay Right. I mean, it happened. What are you going to do with it? <laughs> Nothing. Make the best of it. Right. right. <clears throat> so, yeah, so, so, so it got me to thinking about it, Jack, in terms of, <laughs> as, we, as, we're, as we're kind of saying, and, and what kind of makes, a, you know, makes for, for a good story? How do I tell a great story? You know, what, you know, and, 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 you know, what, what are the elements? It got me kind of thinking about it a little bit in terms of, of kind of what are some of those key, those key pieces of it. And, 
I think one of those, the, the aspects, Jack, is, is having some emotion, you know, and so I think a good, a good story will kind of bring you into to kind of what the, what that storyteller experienced, you know, they, they're, they're going to talk about some of the, the emotions that they felt in terms of what was happening. So you're, again, you're kind of feeling along with them. So whether it be something that kind of want to make you laugh or cry or something in between, but it, it starts to kind of strike a little bit of emotion in you, right? And so a good story is going to have that kind of an emotional impact on you. Maybe it's going to get you upset. Maybe it's going to you know, make you feel better. Whatever it might be, but it's, it's got to have some sort of an emotional tie to it that, or it helps to kind of make it a make it a, an interesting and kind of good story that's going to be relatable to you, I think. Yeah, that, having that emotional part, I, I think, is very, very key from that standpoint. I would agree. I mean, that that kind of propels the speaker as well. You know, it, it's it's a two-way street there. And if done well, it, it can it, it can run a feeling through the room. And people will be anticipating what's going to be said next. And, and yeah, a, a good story is, is uh, it's a great skill to have. Great skill. Well, one of the things that, that, that people often will do very, very well, I'll, I'll kind of describe it, Jack, is kind of painting the picture. You know, and so they, they, you have to have some details in your story. You know, you want people to, you know, you want them to kind of have their, their senses um, stimulated, right? So if there's a certain smell, or a certain visual, right? Or a certain, you know, uh, uh, you know, field of the place, right? I mean, if you can start to kind of tap into people's senses, you start to kind of paint that picture. So again, it's like I was describing with, with Jennifer's story. I tell people, she literally brought me into the operating room with her. I felt like I, felt like I was next, next to her in the operating room, which is, again, not a good place, not a good place for me to be. And so I kind of knew, I was like, I, 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 I stepped in there with her, you know, I was reluctant to step in, but I, but, but, but I couldn't help myself, you know, because again, I, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to see what was going to happen, you know, so, 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 so my curiosity got, got, got the better part of me. So again, to so be able to kind of paint that picture and start to kind of tap into that, tap into the census, you know, what's it going to look like and sound like, and, you know, you know, just so I can picture myself kind of being there just and be able to kind of imagine that. So being able to, to be able to kind of paint that picture with some details and let people again, you know, yeah, on all of our senses, however many of the senses you, you can tap into Jack. That's a wonderful thing to be able to kind of tap into those senses. And, and she did that very, very, uh, very well. That's a good story, Adam. It is very interesting. <laughs> yes. And, she was, and she you was told also... it well. And you told it well. So you're, you're already I'm work, learning. I'm working on it. Yeah, I'm working on it, right? Well, part of the thing that I have trouble with, that's also good with stories, Jack. I guess I can call it pacing. As you know me very well, and, and, and my, my mind is always saying, slow down. Right. And my, my 96 year old grandmother says, you talk so fast. I say, grandma, boy, if you, if you got inside my head to see how fast things are really going, you'd be really, you'd be really having trouble. Right. So I'm constantly trying to slow myself down. And especially if you're kind of telling a story, if you're telling a story to, to a bigger audience, we can often get going a little too fast. So the pacing's important, right? Again, you have to kind of bring them along, right? If you, if you, if you, if you jerk one way or the other too quickly or, or if you maybe you, 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 you rush through some of the details, you're going to lose people along the way. So, so the pacing of it's got to be very important in terms of how you kind of let, let stuff out. Now, part of the pacing, though, too, is, you know, uh, you don't want to go too far into the weeds, right? Also, hey, okay, well, also now we're stalling, right? Okay, hey, I want to, let's keep moving forward. Like, we've got stuck in this, you know, in this quicksand too much. Let's got to keep moving forward. You know, what happens next, right? So the pacing part of it, is, is important to be able to kind of let it out at a pace where people can follow, but you know, so you don't lose it, but also you don't want to kind of get stuck along the way. And she was, she, she was very, very good at that. Um, I think having a little bit of enthusiasm for it, you know, good storytellers usually have some enthusiasm now. And it's not necessarily, you're going to be, 
you know, charge the hill and get everybody all excited. But you're into telling the story, right? I mean, if you're not interested in the story and enthusiastic about it, Jack, I'm going to guess your audience probably is not going to have any reason to be. That's right. Yeah, you got to bring them in. You got to bring them in. And yeah, those emotions coming back to the emotions, that's a big part of it. You know, if you're there like just an old dish rag, uh, they're going to be looking at their watches and getting ready to go, you know? Right. Yeah, and then that's that. One, one, one last point that kind of came to mind. This is, you know, kind of taps into one of the, I think one of the best storytellers of all time, Jack, was a, was a guy that I think you know, you know it very well. I think our audience probably knows it very well. The guy by the name of Paul Harvey. Oh, right? yeah. And he was, you know, his, his famous line about, you know, and the rest of the story, right? And so something he was very good at, which is, is foreshadowing. Right. As you kind of as you kind of telling the story, you're kind of leaving some clues along the way, you know, a little bit of, you know, a little bit of breadcrumbs along the way in terms of what's what might be going on. Right. In terms of what what's happening. And uh, so, you know, being able to kind of foreshadow a little bit where the audience often that's part of engaging the audience. You know, as a listener, you often try to figure out, well, how's the story end? Right. You're, you're, you're often trying to trying to get ahead of things. And so if you do some good foreshadowing with folks. They can start to try to guess where things are kind of going, and it helps to kind of keep them engaged. They, they, they want to see. I want to see how it ends, right? You know, it's rare that you would leave Paul Harvey before the end of the story, Jack, because you wanted to see what happened. Because you, you knew there's a twist and turn to it, and, and you're trying to see, hey, did, did I get it right this time, or, or did he go a, a totally different way with it, right? So having some of that foreshadowing is often very helpful as well from that standpoint, you know. And so, so why are we talking about stories, Jack? Because we're we're is there aspiring to be a storyteller oh, professionally? No, 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 not quite. This is the, the, the show is Dirty Secrets of Small Business to talk about small business. And as a business owner, Jack, one of the things you that, that's going to help you is if you are a good storyteller. That's right. Now, it can help you in a lot of different ways. And, and the beauty of it is you have a lot of chances to practice telling stories, Jack. And 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 how do you do it? And 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 it could be from your team of folks internally that you can be talking to. It could be, we could be talking to, to, to current or potential customers, you know, vendors, bankers, investors, you name it. There's lots of chances you have to kind of tell stories. Now, when it comes to our seven keys to success, Jack, we talk about, you know, key number seven is presenting. Okay. So presenting is, well, telling stories is part of presenting, isn't it, Jack, in terms of what's, what's kind of going on? How do you get people interested in what's kind of going on? So as you have to tell your story, because as the owner, you should be the best person in telling the story about you and your business. And so how do you tell your story? And we're often amazed, Jack, we, we meet a lot of owners and you know, we've met thousands of business owners in our, in our respective careers. And some are very naturally good at telling their stories, but we're often amazed at how few owners tell their story very well. They, you know, they, they, they can't, you know, whether it be in, Hey, tell it to me in a couple minute highlights or tell me, you know, give me 20 minutes of detail. Right. And we're often amazed at how many folks just cannot tell their story or they can't wait to get done telling their story, right? It's like, hey, is that enough, right? You know, versus, hey, how do you want to kind of tell a story? How do you want to let it out? And what are you trying to accomplish with that? And so if you're a good storyteller, you're able to tell the story of, of you, your company, your team, what you do. If you're able to tell that story well, chances are it's going to align pretty well to how much success you're going to have. Whereas if you're not a very good storyteller, you're gonna have trouble attracting people, whether it be for to, for people to join your team, whether it be potential customers, whether it be vendors or or, or investors. You're gonna have trouble getting those folks to get interested in you if you're not presenting well and not telling telling good stories. So the reason we're bringing it up is again, it's not to say that, that if you want to go on the on the speaking tour, become a become a storyteller, right? But as an owner, 
it's one of those things that, hey, I didn't sign up for this, Jack, but you know what? I own a company now, so guess what? I've got to be the, the, the best storyteller in the company. Be able to kind of do that's that. That's right. So that's, that's exactly how it should be. And, and it often isn't. Probably 10%. 10% it is. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's just it's mandatory, I guess. That's the way to put it, you know, to really have uh, a complete success package. You know, being able to present what you do is so important. So important to move the rocks. Yep. Absolutely. Right. So yeah, so so it ties into our to our theme in terms of small business and what we try to do with with the small business folks. The reason we're here, folks, in terms of the Dirty Secrets podcast, is to help with these nuggets because you aren't going to learn it all in one fail swoop. And so, like I said, this is episode three hundred eight. We have another three hundred seven episodes that were prior to this. It includes lots of other great guidance and insight and advice. Lots of great interviews with entrepreneurs, kind of sharing their stories. That's a big part of why we bring folks on here. When, when, when we bring guests on. We bring them on to be able to kind of, you know, be able to kind of share stories, Jack, right? And that's a big part of what we try to do here. And we have a, a great uh, a great storyteller coming on next week, Jack. We have one of our former clients, a guy by the name of Terry Walkerly, who owns a company called Filta Environmental uh, NEO for, for Northeast Ohio. And Terry, we'll give a little tease of this, Jack. You know, Terry talks about how, how he was unemployable and the fact that he was fired from every job he had, including by his father multiple times, right? Because he talked about how he, he wasn't sure that he's an entrepreneurial spirit. But I said, wait, you, if you can't work for somebody else, that's usually a good sign that you, you can't do it. And so we've got Terry on next week as well. If you'd like to hear a good story, he has a fantastic a good story. story. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And he tells it well. Yeah, and he, and he tells it well. And, and he checks off many of those boxes, Jack, in terms of, you know, in terms of, you know, that we, that we just kind of covered in terms of being very passionate and how he tells it. He's emotionally, you know, he's very into it. Um, so he, he, he does it and does it well. So. Be sure to tune in to uh, next week's episode when it drops as well. But we wanted to kind of foreshadow that a little bit, kind of you know, give, give folks a little bit of a tease. But uh, that's kind of what we wanted to share today in terms of being able to kind of tell stories in, in terms of why it relates to you as a business owner. Um, like I said, if you've missed any of our prior episodes, you can go to our, to our website, dirtysecretsofsmallbusiness.com, and you'll see all the episodes that are there. We've got uh, a couple of menus that are there as well. Um, you can click on episodes and you'll see there, there are different categories there that you can search by. There's also a search bar there when you, when you go into the categories. You can put in, if you have a how question or, or a different question you want to see, it'll feedback shows that, that cover the question that, that you're asking. If somehow no shows come up for that, send us an email at radio at maximumvp.com or give us a call 877-849-0670. We'd love to be able to help either answer the question for you directly or we can put together a show like we did today and be able to give that give an answer for not only for you but for, but for the rest of our audience as well. Um, if you prefer to use your smart device, you can go to whatever your favorite podcast player is, whether it be Spotify, iHeart, Apple Podcasts. And if you search for Dirty Secrets of Small Business, you can subscribe to our show. We'd love if you'd leave a review for us as well. That'd be fantastic. We prefer, we prefer five-star reviews if you can do it. Uh, that, that'd be great. Uh, but if you do that, we, we usually drop a new episode every Thursday. It'll be delivered right to your smart device. So it's right there. You don't have to remember to go to the site to kind of see things. So it's all there for you. And as we mentioned earlier, they're, they're designed to last over time. These are, these are good insights, nuggets, advice in terms of how to run and grow your small business. And to be able to do that successfully and have some fun kind of doing it. So that's what we're all about here at Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We appreciate you being with us again this week. Hope you have a great week and we will talk with you all next week. Okay. Good job. Nice story. Thanks, Jack.